Thank you for listening to On The Lift Podcast, a Runaway Dumpster production. Live from Greenwater Studios, this is On The Lift Podcast, your weekly show that is ultimately about skiing. This is the show that ducks the rope, earns some turns, dances in ski boots, poaches hot tubs, closes the bar, and still makes it on the first chair. Here's your hosts, two dudes who rip the pow, shred the gnar, and tell the tales, Lance Hester and Michael Gore. And we're back on the lift. Mike, we are on, how are you? We are on the lift. We are on the lift. I just felt it hit the back of my knee. It was a fast <laughs> one. It was one of those non-detachable high-speed quads. With, uh, with no, magic, one of those. no magic carpet underneath yet. Yeah. Yeah, White Pass has a quad that you think is going to be detachable, and then it just uh, just whips you. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I, I have not been there in years and years and years. But, no whimps uh, allowed at White Pass. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty rugged, hardcore. It's about a lot of rugged rugged Yakima those. people hang out there. Definitely, definitely, they're a tougher breed east of the mountains and, and can handle the velocity of takeoff. So, uh, yeah, I was expecting it detachable, and it wasn't, but. Uh, Anyway, yeah, that's uh, your on the lift comment. Maybe think of the last lift I rode. And, you know, I've only been on uh, the snow twice this year so far, but better for my better uh, this year than my record in 2020. So 200% higher than 2020. Well, um, so your last time was at White Pass. Where else have you been? Uh, I'll let you guess. Crystal. Just, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Crystal Mountain. I got so. it winner yeah so crystal was fun um you know it's it's been i, I know we've talked, talked a little bit about just the new you know reality with with covid and everything and reservations and all that good stuff but uh i have to say it was a busy day there we went on a saturday a uh, buddy of mine just got a new camper uh trailer and so got to do um something i've wanted to do for a long time and that's I didn't stay overnight. I just drove up in the morning, but uh, had some breakfast burritos and coffee and, and kind of met some of the locals that do the B lot thing. Oh, and, yeah. uh, we definitely felt like new kids on the block. We had a, his golden retriever with us. So that was helpful to meet the neighbors and everything. But uh, it's quite a community that does it that. Is. I, I used to do that. Charm, it, was, especially... it was fun. It was, uh, you got to have a tight spot. And this year they're taking reservations, I hear. And I don't even know what they're charging anymore for the eight foot space but <laughs> yeah yeah this was about a 17 foot trailer and then he had an f-150 and he was able to fit it all in i think it was like a 30 foot spot oh good and, uh something like 30 40 bucks i think it goes up to 50 if you have like a class a but um you know kind of gets us to the topic that uh, we were going to chat about today which is how do you eat on the mountain when you know you're not walking into a steamy lodge and chucking your gloves on a table and you know, yeah, breathing on everybody. So that's yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and just so our listeners know, one of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to crank out some episodes with with some uh, speed because we're trying to help you guys get prepared if you haven't been up yet for some of the new realities of COVID era skiing. Exactly, and what we're really hoping is that these are nostalgic and we're laughing at these episodes and you know six yeah. months or so once once this is in our rearview mirror but yep. uh, for now this is the the reality and you know the resorts are doing a great job at yeah 
keeping things safe and keeping people skiing. Um, well, I, I would say, so, Mike, that I think what our listeners need to know, if they haven't already contemplated it, let's say that they're, you know, Aunt Edna got them a lift ticket and a reservation for Christmas and they go up the day after Christmas. They may not know that the lodges are not open for dining. And that's just the can, reality. It's probably true across the nation. I don't know, but it certainly is the case in Washington. Yes. So it's going to be exactly what you experience at any restaurant, you know, well, what, what I can speak to with, with our local rules and regulations down here in Pierce County, Washington, which is similar across most of the country. Now you can go in, you got to wear a mask, you follow the, you know, lines on the floor, get your food and you can take it outside and eat. Um, yeah. You can still go to the bathroom. You can still, you still have access to the restroom. Um, I haven't had had any experience because that was one of my concerns um well you, you know, just go out in the bushes now. anyways it's desperate, right it's desperate time it's what you yeah I can, off piste i um, will say off piste is getting pieced on uh, <laughs> the, the yellow snow has increased at least 400 percent. oh it's amazing well so, okay so let me let, let, let's just talk about some of these dining things for a second before we get into maybe some tips on what to do to you know feed your body a few calories because it has affected the architecture of the resort. <laughs> um, I've noticed, I've been up to Crystal four times and each time they're making, you know, um, a little bit of headway, I'm putting up some big like tent, you know, like I, I don't get it, frankly, you know, some restaurants around town have very high vaulted ceilings and they can't serve people there, but they can stick them out in a you know, big five tent, <laughs> like you'd see at a soccer game or something. It um, looks like the thing that they, uh, that they rounded ET up in at the end of that movie. <laughs> that's a, About that's the true. same amount of airflow yeah, when so, they add so them the tube. Crystal Mountain, and we're, we're big fans of the place. We've been skiing there our whole lives, and, and it brings us and our families great enjoyment. But their architecture is so inconsistent. They got that beautiful lodge up at Campbell Basin, and then they have the the old day lodge, you know, which is fine. But then, you know, now they have this like Minecraft looking thing that they've had the last few years on the, on the patio for serving tacos. And, and then, a, well, and, and I know how much, umbrella. I know how much, I know how much you love the, um, the umbrella. Last <laughs> the, the world's largest umbrella. <laughs> and now add to that, <laughs> add to that, the big tent. <laughs> it just offends your, your, your whole aesthetic of crystal. So, I know. Okay. But let's, let's, let's throw a <laughs> But it's positive. keeping it real, right? It's keeping let's, it real. Let's throw a positive note though. I, I will tell you, crystal has what, what we can describe as eclectic, architecture absolutely they oh, did a great go. job in the campbell river or campbell river oh campbell, they did um campbell Lodge Basin, and all yeah. that. Campbell Basin, oh, it's beautiful it's beautiful beautiful People love eating yeah. there so you know what else they have done a great job with is and i hate to even bring this up because i just you know you don't want to call attention to it and you know jinx it but the snorting elk lodge which is yeah they're making the iconic. most out of a tough spot this yep. this the snorting elk cellar down there which is an awesome place to go have Top some ski bar of the year, year after and, year, and a yeah. beverage. Yeah. So, uh, you know, fortunately, they'll never raise the roof on that place. Just they physically can't. But what they have done is uh, the the porch out front. Remember, you you walk in and yep. there used to be like firewood outside. I don't know if you've been down there this year. I have. Yeah, I, I, had, I got a beer there with Kristen after skiing on our second day up. Nice. Yeah. Well, you notice they extended that patio out, which I was talking to the server and she was saying that they kind of had that in the works anyways. Oh, good. Um, good improvement. Just to add. So they're, they're looking at putting some more outdoor space. And the nice thing is even after COVID, 
which is what I call it. Um, I just think it's, <laughs> Fair it's more friendly if you put the R in there. After COVID, uh, they're going to put in like an outdoor kind of beer garden kind of situation oh, nice. that will handle a little more volume um, yeah. there. So, well, and then I they're using the upstairs. They're using the upstairs decking for like where the Alpine Inn would ordinarily be serving people, you know? So they're getting resourceful. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So So the logistics of eating has changed, I guess. It's kind of our whole point of talking about these architectural issues and bathroom issues. It has changed, but the Snoring Elk Cellar, you can still ski down there from Kelly's Gap or Lower E or wherever you, now we're getting a little bit regional here, but uh, that's right. Yeah. Sit down. They, you know, well, and, and for our listeners, our listeners away. that are, you know, our worldwide listeners, as we are proud to report, um, you know, if you're pretty much anywhere in North America that the lodges are shut down for food service, um, you need to think through these things because at the end of the day, what does it affect? It affects your ability to get food. You know, if you're up there and it's a bright sunny day and you want to eat outside anyways, hey, the mountain's happy, you're happy, everyone's happy. Uh, if it's dumping or windy or something where you ordinarily would appreciate a break from the action to sort of get out of the elements and all that, you know, you might want to consider taking an extra shuttle ride down to your car to relax because there's really going to be an absence of places to do that on those days. There is. I mean, the on-mountain stuff, just like the lift lines, I mean, the mountains are you know, it's reduced capacity, but it's still, they're going to put as many people on the hill as feasible. So yeah, I think, you know, your, your car is kind of your lodge now. Um, if you think about it like that. So, well, which raises an interesting issue that you've pointed out with, you know, the RVers are just packing out the lot and that's fair Mm -hmm. enough, but I've noticed, you know, like a big increase in the quote tailgater look, um, throughout the parking lot. Um, uh, I don't nor- ordinarily last all day. I try and get there early. And, and then, you know, when things um, lose their, you know, it, when I lose my interest or whatever, yeah, you get out of there. And so I've left around 12, between 12 and 2.30 each of the times I've been up with lots of runs under my belt and all that. But like some people are going back to their car and they're getting out those, you know, soccer mom, soccer dad uh, chairs, you know, that, that kind of crunch together and then you unfold them and they sit down and then they pull out their cooler and, and they eat their lunch. And you know what? I think they're better off for it. I think that, mm-hmm. um, I, I hate to say this because I know the mountain could probably, uh, well, I don't know if they could use it or not, but they probably appreciate more revenue from food service. Um, but there is certainly something to be said for bringing your own right now. Um, the last couple of times up, we have brought our own. Uh, Chris and I have like made like um, wraps basically and stuck them in our pocket. Or one time we brought a backpack and um, then you just find a nice place to chill and have your lunch and get your calories and, you know, get out of Dodge and get back on the mountain. Um, Have you eaten on the hill? Have you eaten the mountains food? I have uh, at White Pass, you know, all of their on mountain dining is still, you know, you just got to walk through and get it. And they've picked your tables outside. Fortunately, it was a bluebird day. So I was up with my um, 14 year old daughter, it was easy yeah. for us to, to do that now, but getting back to your point about the kind of tailgate situation. Yeah. Everything sort of looks like the beach at Arapahoe basin for our Colorado listeners. Right. You know, it's, it's great. It's an awesome scene. Uh, smoked a lot of bacon when I was walking up to the lift. People had, yeah, they were full on cooking bacon in the tailgates and stuff. So one tip on that is leave early, like yep. 
give yourself an extra hour in the morning. Because number yeah. one, every, what else well, is there to do? Everyone that right. can ski is going to ski. Get out there early. Two, that gets you a spot as close as possible, even though, you know, like at Crystal here, you're, you're never going to be in A-Lot, at least right in the front. But it gives you at least that option to not have to hop on a shuttle well, necessarily. And that's, a, and that's something that we're going to talk about in another episode, because this is a huge subject that you're talking talking through, is like COVID parking hacks, because um, the the lots are going to fill up. Those parking guys are parking you looser. And we'll, we'll get into that in another episode. But you're absolutely right, Mike. Yeah, but just it, with respect to you know, using your car as your lodge and, and, and being able to eat lunch. I, I have noticed that it's been, you know, just a lot better because if you got issues with gear or if you want to reconfigure your boot liner or something like that, you know, something you'd want to do indoors, um, you know, it's that, that kind of stuff is definitely happening in your yep. car at this point. So, yep. so then I, on the first time up, um, we made our way down to the lodge. We had received the emails that were, fairly reassuring that food service would be adequate for the number of people they were uh, uh, expecting and that kind of stuff. And uh, so here's one of the things that I found is down at, here we are mentioning Crystal Mountain again, and I'm sure other mountains are very similar. You had to order your food at the place I chose to eat um, using an app on your phone. And then they, you, you would select a pickup time for your food. So the closest pickup time to when I learned that this was going to be my lunch was like 35 minutes later, I believe, and, which was fine. Um, I can't say, and I'm just being honest and exercising my First Amendment rights here. I can't say that I enjoyed really any part of the meal, um, but I got some calories in me. I use the app. I know how to do it if I do it again in the future. And um, I understand things are a little different for the upper mountain eating. Um, I don't know if you had any, did you go to the, up to the Campbell base when you were at Crystal? No, we, uh, you know, I'm a hard charger. We were shredding our <laughs> pretty much all morning. And after we've got both core shot, both edges after the mountain lost about 11 inches of snow from that rain we got. It's getting oh, better yeah. now, by the way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, uh, Lance, we didn't, we, we, like I said, we went to the Snorting Elk Cellar on our way back to the RV, got a couple of Reuben sandwiches right. and then went down there, popped some jalapeno poppers in the oven of the RV, which is a whole other topic, but uh, that was great. Sat by a awesome. fire pit. So no, but I have noticed like you, you can kind of tell a lot about the personality of the mountain. I will, you know, I'll hand it to Crystal. They're doing a great job. They are. They're, they tried to think through this all summer, clearly. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, getting back to your point, I think maybe some of this is is a little bit too managed and, and hopefully they'll realize they don't have to, you know, have an app for every single thing. I think my experience at White Pass, it was a pretty busy day and the line moved through the lodge pretty quick. Um, yeah. Everyone was kind yeah. of self-policing pretty well about not, you know, and just waiting until people were out to, to head in and yeah. get your food and, and get out and enjoy it. So, but, right. you know, I, I will hand it to Crystal for really trying to keep people, you know, spaced out. And, and I mean, I felt like I was trying to run in a pool deck uh, a couple of times because <laughs> I... I didn't have my mask on right as I got off the lift, but, uh, well, Jeremy mentioned in our last anyways. episode, you know, that, that, uh, some of the, the people he was chatting with who work on the mountain had mentioned that the health department had been there, which, mm -hmm. you know, again, I said it then I'll say it now. That's probably a very healthy thing to have the health department coming by them. People don't start slacking and, and no, you know, cause if, if there is a trace to, or if there's word out that the, disease is spreading from the mountain, uh, you know what that's going to mean for not just one resort, but probably all of them. 
Well, okay. So the other thing that I have noticed on the food situation is like, and I, and probably other mountains have done the same thing because you can't go use their lodge space up at Campbell Basin at Crystal. There's a, the equivalent of what looks like basically a food truck that's kind of been mounted in the snow. Um, and then they have drinks on the patio and you can get like alcoholic drinks and you can also get coffee and, and whatever. Um, that worked great when we took a coffee break one morning, other than the guy who uh, had his unwashed and unsanitized hands all over the lid of the coffee cup. <laughs> um, you know, the, the service itself was, was adequate and prompt. And uh, uh, I've heard from others that the food up there is, is good and that they're serving it, you know, pretty quickly. So other than the elements, you know, it seems like everything else is dialed in. What do you do about the elements? Well, I guess at Crystal, they built a big old tent down there at the base. Um, I don't know if they have plans for temporary facilities up top or wherever, but um, I would say the least you can do to yourself, to the, the least you can do for yourself would be to stick a granola bar in your pocket or something in case it just doesn't happen on a rainy or windy or <laughs> bad yeah. element kind of day. Yeah, there's there's no limit. I've been known to ski with bacon in my pocket. So, <laughs> and I know that that's, you know, not a foreign concept to a lot of skiers. So, right. you know, skiing's an outdoor sport. We kind of have to remember that. And the human body can actually go 3 or 4 hours without eating. <laughs> so, I've learned. Mine can. <laughs> now, I I I doubt I doubted this uh, theory, but uh, you know, yeah, cliff bars, breakfast burrito, wraps, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of of ways you can just uh, yeah. Yeah, take food with you. And, you know, other than um, having that break to get out of the elements, you know, that that's when the, the parking strategy comes in. That's so you right. Can get to your car, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess for our listeners that, you know, in terms of what, what they should be expecting, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit different, but um, you know, we've, we've checked it out and, and I think, um, it's doable. Get better from here, yeah. It's like those people who have you know season tickets to whatever name your college team. They think ahead. That's their event. Skiing. If you're listening to this, it's probably your thing or your event. Be prepared. Think mm -hmm. you know on Wednesday. Start thinking about your breakfast and your lunch on Saturday if you're going up for the weekend. Um, have a say. You know, have a have a backup plan. Have something in the car. A couple apples. Whatever. Something to get you through the day in case the food situation is a disaster and at best make it something you're proud of you know i yep. don't know like if you have like a supercharged crock pot <laughs> or something you can leave in your car but um make it a good sandwich make it something that you have in there and and if the mountain is available to eat and you'd prefer doing it that way well you can munch on a tasty sandwich on the way down if you went ahead and made another one but yeah it, it adds a lot to the day i mean i you know now granted going up there and doing the rv thing was pretty much there's this ultimate about safety the best, valve yeah yeah that, that's about the best way you can do it um and you know i was really envious of the guys that had the vans the sprinter vans that fit oh, in the normal yeah. parking spot because it didn't yeah. be coming down to just but uh yeah like you said i, I like what you said about take some pride in it i mean <laughs> you know, yeah bring a bring a coleman i mean be safe about it of course but you know put a Coleman uh, camp stove on your tailgate and make some bacon. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Fry up some bacon. And then share it. And then share it with Lance and Mike when you see us. That's right. When you see us stumbling. up the uh, through, through a lot. Um, one thing I will touch on is, I, I don't know, it, Crystal's liquor license, license situation, if they can uh, serve alcohol on the mountain. I know at White they Pass. Are up they, at, uh, they are up at Campbell Basin. 
Okay. Yeah, they had the um, bottles lined up when I got my coffee without any in it, for the record. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say at a mountain that will remain nameless, uh, I did see a lot of people preparing and taking pride in bringing their own beverages. Oh, Boda Bag so. Central. All right. Yeah. The, the resurgence <laughs> of the Boda Bags. <laughs> yeah, well, Mike, we, have, I, we, we have this technology. So. I am looking forward to um, helping our listeners think through their initial day of skiing. Most people haven't been up yet. It's mid-December. This is like, you know, I would imagine January if you're looking at the numbers when people really start going up. Hopefully we're helping you out check out our site on whatever um, platform you listen to your listen to your podcast and rate us high if you like us and if you don't like us don't rate us and uh, uh, we'll look forward to the next uh, COVID hack subject matter Mike thanks so much yeah absolutely Lance and real quick before yeah. we sign off here 253-260-4577 Yes. Two five three two We'd six love to hear from four you. five seven seven. Um, that was really fun. You know, the past couple seasons we've we've been doing this podcast, getting calls. I mean, we've talked to you know guys that drive snow cats. We've we've talked to guys all over the country. Anyways, uh, we've talked to people of all genders. To humans. And it's, it's been to humans, to humans who enjoy skiing, and um, it's a great catalyst for the show. It gives a different perspective. Um, so yeah, call in, leave us a message. No one's more open-minded uh, us to subject matter. We got, we figure this is endless subject matter, but I bet you guys have at least as creative a mind as ours. Thanks Mike for that. And with that, call us, leave us a message. If you want us to call you back, we will. Um, if you say something funny, we'll probably put it on. Um, anything else, Mike? Uh, lean forward. All right. uh, Pray for snow. Shins on your boots. Pray for snow. Catch you next time. On the Lift Podcast is a production of Runaway Dumpster, LLC. Visit us at ontheliftpodcast.com, where you can listen to back episodes of the podcast. You'll also find show notes, feedback box, and our call-in number. 